for today's conversation. I wanted to talk about letting go. I find that I'm facing that right now and that it's a little bit more of a challenge than I expected. I am... (laughs) I'm trying to adopt a more minimalist lifestyle. I don't mean that in the terms of the trendy concept of minimalism. I mean it in the concept of trying to pare down the things in my life to what really matters and what's really important. And so for this podcast of The Life Authentic, I wanted to be honest about how difficult it is to let go. I'm sitting in my house on my porch where I always record my audio, enjoying the sun that is coming in, watching the birds, watching the trees. The cats are snuggled on their respective perches. And I've got my coffee. And I'm sitting here looking at all the things around me and thinking about all the things I need to do. It's overwhelming to the point that I am still sitting here with my cup of coffee <laughs> because I just said, I don't know where to start. I feel overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by all of the stuff, all of the things, all of the memories, all of the lives that are surrounding me that are not mine. I recognize that it is time to let go, that it is time to pare down my life to what is the essentials, what's important. That doesn't mean throw everything out. It doesn't mean getting rid of anything that has value to me. But it means taking a hard look at what surrounds me and making decisions value decisions about what improves my life or does not. And it's far easier to just sit here and think about it than to actually do it. There's lots of methodologies about paring down, cleaning out, and trying to minimize your life. But none of them take into account all the other lives that collected all of those things. And perhaps most people don't deal with that until they have to go through the estate of a loved one who's passed, or they just don't deal with it at all. And that's why we accumulate more and more things. I've accumulated things because I wanted my own. I wanted what I liked, what my style was, my taste, what fit my life. 
But by bringing in those things, I never got rid of the other stuff. I'm by no means a hoarder. My house is very clean. If anything, it's very spartan. I try very hard to keep only the utility objects and the things that improve my life rather than just more, more crap. I've spent an entire year cleaning out my house, and yet I still feel like I haven't made a dent. I have. That's, that's a false thinking, but the truth is, I don't really know what to do. I've cleaned out all the stuff that was easy, all the things that I didn't have to make a decision about, all the things that had no meaning are gone. Anything that was good and usable was donated so that someone else may enjoy it. Anything that was not usable or unwanted was responsibly recycled. I did the best I could with what I had. But now, now I'm left with the hard stuff, the difficult decisions. Now I'm left with looking at the china cabinet and my grandmother's cut glass. I don't want it. I'm looking at the, the old books that my grandfather saved. There's a couple that I think are really cool, and I like them, and they will go into storage for now. But there's so many that I don't want. Nobody wants them. My family was notorious for saving things, as anyone who lived through the Great Depression, of course, would be. My grandparents, my great-uncle, my great-great-aunts, my great-grandfather. All of their possessions, all of their households lives under my roof. I have doors, door flyers. So when religious groups would come to the house, let's say the Jehovah Witnesses or some church group collecting money, and they would stick a flyer in the door because you weren't home. My family saved those. I have flyers going back to around the 1880s. I have different things papers, church programs from Easter Sundays from the turn of the century on, photos of people from God knows when. I have no idea who they are. Some of them are cool photos, but I have boxes and boxes and boxes of them. How do you throw away that. I have a gorgeous, gorgeous dining room table. It is beautiful. It is solid wood. It is the type of thing that you just don't see anymore. 
but I don't want it. I have antique furniture, (laughs) furniture that, well, if I'm to believe the stories my family told, some of it went all the way out to California on covered wagon, just to discover that my family hated California. Now, we're snow people. We are from cold climates. They found California to be distasteful and hot. So all the way back, by covered wagon, came the furniture and my family. I have no idea if that is true. The time would actually coincide with the age of the furniture, but... I think the story is probably embellished. But I have that furniture. I don't want it. It is not in good condition. It is not something that some antique dealer would be wringing their fingers to get. There's only a few pieces that I would choose to keep a couple of things that were made by my grandfather because he was a carpenter. He was not a fantastic carpenter, but when he made something, he made it so that it would last. My great-grandfather would build things out of scrap wood. I have some small stools that he made, probably about 1920, maybe 1930. They're still strong as can be and incredibly useful. I will keep them. But I have four sea chests. The kind of chest luggage that people would put on the steamer ships coming from Europe to America when they immigrated. I have four of them. They're really cool, but I don't need four of them. I don't know what to do with them. They sit in my basement and collect dust and function as storage because I don't know what to do with them. I have the kitchen table that was my great-grandfather's. He made it. It's hand-carved legs, but the table is old and warped and rotting, and nobody would throw it out, so it sits in my basement, warped and rotting. I want to throw it out, but there's a pang of guilt when I say that, so I don't know what to do with it. And it sits in my basement. I have nobody to pass these things on to. I have no children, and I most likely will not. But even if I did, why would they want a rotting table, even if the legs were carved by their great-great-grandfather? The table is sitting in the basement, rotting. Why would they want it? 
I've done very well at adopting minimalism in many other aspects of my life. My health and my training is all minimalist style. As I've lost weight, I have literally donated every article of clothing I own. I've lost so much weight that there's no point in buying a new wardrobe yet. I simply exist on a minimalist wardrobe of a couple of t-shirts, a couple of pair of yoga pants, and one pair of jeans. I don't need any more. I've gone down to a minimalist style in my shoes, in my bags, in my skincare and hair care routine. I've I've sorted out all of the things that work for me and got rid of all the other crap. I'm refining systems so that when I do decide to move or, well, even travel, everything is simplified. Quite literally, I strive to be the person who can live out of a carry-on or out of a backpack for several weeks at a time. I strive to be the person who only has a few truly valuable possessions. But I'm surrounded by other people's things. And I don't know how to get rid of them. I feel like getting rid of the object is getting rid of the person. And in some aspects, yes, it might be. But I do also understand that that is a false belief. And that is a projection. But what do I do with all the photographs? The photographs of my family members that I know and remember. Those things that are treasures that I want to keep. There's so much emotional attachment to all these objects. But there doesn't need to be. That's me creating that. The truth is, is there doesn't need to be an emotional attachment to any of it. I have the memories. They live within me. The objects are just simply objects. But I can't separate the joy that they give me when I see them, or when I touch them, or when I walk past them. And those things that bring me joy, I don't want to get rid of. But that also means that I may not be as portable or as minimal as I could So where is the balance in that? Where do I find that harmony that allows me to hold on to these things that still have meaning, but yet be able to be portable, be able to be as efficient as possible? I don't want to stay here forever. I I want to move. I want to fix up this house, a house that I love very, very much, 
It was built entirely by my family. I can touch the walls and feel my family still here. I can walk in different rooms and still hear the laughter. I don't ever want to get rid of this house. Not as long as I'm alive. As long as I live. As long as I am capable. This house will always be mine. I will never give it up. But I may rent it out. If I choose not to stay here, then this house is a beautiful place for a family. It would make a lovely family home. I wish I had family to fill it. But I don't. And I don't know if I ever will. I also do not like where I live. I love my house. But my location, and not just the location of this house, but this location in general, is not agreeable to me. It's not a place that I feel at home or feel comfortable. It never has been. I've never liked this area since I was a child. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It is everything anyone would ever want. But for me, it's emotionally charged. It is a place that has no redeeming values for me. So I want to let it go. I want to go someplace else. See the world for a while. Live someplace else. Maybe I will come back with a new perspective. Maybe I won't. But I want to let go of my attachment to this place. Let go of my negative attachment to this region. Let go of my attachment to so many of these possessions. Things that I don't want to carry around in my life. I want to learn to let go. The memories will always be with me. But I don't need the things. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think that is not uncommon or not just my problem. We all face the inevitable problem of holding on to or hoarding or collecting too many of any one thing. For me, it used to be books. Oh, my books. I love my books. Paper books. I've never been fond of reading a digital format. And I've never really taken to listening to audiobooks, even though I keep trying. They just don't have the same magic to me that a physical book does. That physical book, that tangible experience, you can't replace that. And so for years, I would collect massive amounts of books. So much so that 
eventually I got to the point where when moving apartments, I realized I have too many books. I can't carry them anymore. It's too heavy. It's too difficult. And so I started paring down to only the books that mattered. I only kept the books that meant the most to me. And I started donating all of my other books so that someone else could enjoy them. Whenever possible, I buy used books so that that book has a life longer than one owner. And I love to pass on books to other people. Passing on a book is like giving someone treasure. You never know what they're going to find in it, but you give it hoping that there is something beautiful in the pages that touches them. And even now, I am paring down my books, going down to only the ones that matter the most to me. And as I travel, those will go in storage. Maybe one or two will come along. But we'll see. Letting go of possessions, letting go of the emotional attachment to things, is an incredibly difficult process. And it's one that I'm taking in stages. Everyone must have their own way to do this. For me, I move things a lot. <laughs> I take things and I box them up. And they will sit in boxes for a while. And then those boxes will move out to the garage. And they will sit there for a while. And then a period of time will have passed where I said, I didn't need anything from that box. Nothing in that box was so important I had to come out and get it. Therefore, it's time for those items to be passed on, to be donated or to be recycled. Those things are now able to be set free. So my attachment is broken in multiple steps. I don't know how that will go with the bigger furniture and the bigger pieces. That might be a little challenging, but we'll see. I would like to be a minimalist. In my mind, it is a concept of perfection where I could have those things that truly enhance my life and remove all of the clutter, all of the distraction. That would be a beautiful thing. I don't know if I'll ever achieve it or if I will achieve it universally. I may only achieve it in small sections of my life. But whatever I choose to let go, whatever I can break my attachment to, and let those items find new homes and new lives and be celebrated by other people. For every item that I can do that with, for me, that is a huge and significant win. Every step forward is still a step forward. 
it is still a success, and I celebrate that. Whether it is moving one chair out to the garage for donation, or whether it's moving 50 boxes, every step forward is a success. And so I challenge you to think about the things in your life, the possessions around you, the the objects, the things that you love and the things that are meaningless clutter. I challenge you to look and see what you can let go of, what you can part with and send on its way to another person or another place to be celebrated and enjoyed. What can you clean out of your closet and donate? What can you remove from your bookshelf and say, this book brought me great joy, but now it is time for it to bring joy to someone else? I don't advocate for necessarily throwing everything out, but I advocate for letting go and letting those objects, those things that we have collected over the years, find new homes, find new purposes. Embrace a mindset of holding those things that you love dear, keeping them close, but removing all of the other clutter and distractions. Let go of the excess. So I hope that this conversation was enjoyable and hopefully a little thought-provoking. Hopefully it will inspire you to let go of some of the attachment to things. It will inspire you to pack up a few boxes and take them to a donation center or take them to a charity where those objects can do good and enrich the lives of other people. Pass that goodness and joy along. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for being part of my life authentic. And I trust that we will talk again soon. So thank you, and take care.